Welcome to Your Life and Money, where we believe that financial planning is not just about numbers, it's about your life. I'm Brad Smith, joined always by Tim Barodi, and each episode we'll be sharing stories from real people who have used life-centered planning to achieve their goals and dreams. At Advice First, we believe that the key to financial success is aligning your money with your values and your priorities. And we're here to help you do just that. So sit back, relax, and let's get started on the journey to a life-centered plan. Well, thank you again for joining us. And today I'm very excited. Uh, We have special guest Julia Bernier with us. Hello, Julia. Hi, Tim. Um, Julia is my favorite mortgage broker (laughs) and is actually a four-time Record Reader's Choice Award winner here in KW. Um, Julia helped me and my family with our mortgage when we were buying our house a couple of years ago. Um, Julia has been licensed for 13 years and in the past six years has actually been in the top 20% uh, in volume for uh, her brokerage across Canada. Um, so yeah, welcome, Julia. Again, it's really nice to have you here and great to see you in person. Yeah, as always. Thank you, Tim. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about, um, yeah, about you, your story and how you got started and, and how you got to be where we're at today. Yeah, so uh, my professional story, I guess I'll get into here. Um, I started at uh, in the banking world at TD Canada Trust. Um, I did that for about six years. I worked a number of different roles at mm-hmm. the bank, but I um, ended there as a financial planner, advisor, branch advisor. Um, so I was a mutual fund license at that time. I was... Uh, also helping people with mortgages, Uh estates, open bank accounts. So I'm happy for my time I spent there because I was able to get like a well-rounded knowledge of of finance and what people need to consider, um, you know, from that big picture financially. Um, And then uh, about six years in, I got an offer to go work for a broker. Uh Um, At first, I was really reluctant. Um, (laughs) The bank kind of makes you think that the only world that's out there is the bank world, and um, it's like that in the investment yeah, side. Of too, yes, right? insurance, investments. Yeah. yeah, anybody that's not in the bank is a bad guy. Yeah. Um, but I did a bit of research, um, and I learned that if I went out on um, or into the broker world, I was going to be able to specialize and focus mm-hmm. in one area. I was also going to be able to offer my clients a lot more choice. Mm-hmm. Um, I became then an unbiased advisor rather than trying to push product. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that really appealed to me. So I went and did that. I worked under a busy broker for a few years, um, and I learned a lot in a short period of time um, because I was mostly managing his his book, mm-hmm. um, dove in all my feet first. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and at that time then, a few years in, we kind of transitioned. Um, my daughter was born about seven years ago, and at that at that time, I decided to um, go out on my own. Um, so kind of leave. That's the, interesting timing. Leave the a... nest. Yeah, it was <laughs> interesting timing. There was lots of reasons for it. I don't need to get into all of them right now. But um, but yeah, so I went out on my own. Uh, that was scary yep, um, yep. around, you know, becoming a mom and going out on my very own at the same time. I'd been building my book for a little while. Um, but yeah, it ended up being the right move. Uh, I'm on a team now of um, 
of agents. We're all, we operate pretty independently, mm-hmm. um, but there's advantages to being a team and um, pooling together. We get, you know, better volume bonuses with our lenders, which mm-hmm. we can give back to our clients. Yep. Um, we can leverage, you know, better compensation, those sorts of things. So, so that's where I'm at today. Perfect. Awesome. And um, in case, so I don't forget later, I guess, how can people find you either on social media or uh, through, yeah, I guess, website, what, how do people get Where a hold am of I? you? Yeah. <laughs> Where are you? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so there's lots of different ways that you can reach me. Uh, I do have a website, Um you know, you can communicate with me via email if you're looking to reach out on the phone. I can do that. Um, I'm also on Instagram and Facebook. So my Facebook um, page is Julia Bernier Mortgage Agent. And on Instagram, I'm at Ms. Uh, underscore mortgage. Um, so yeah, you can find me there. Uh, direct message me if you've got questions. I'm always uh, happy to help. Perfect. So that actually segues perfectly into my next question. Is <laughs> So um, based on this business that you've built and, and what you've got going, who are the type of people that you find you either work best with or are able to help the most? Yeah, anybody that's looking for advice around residential mortgage financing, Mm -hmm. so um, commercial, agricultural, like those aren't really areas that I've had to focus in, Um, but uh, residential, so first-time buyers I really love working with. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I often have people say, I'm not ready yet, (laughs) you know, it's going to be a year or two, Um, and I like, you know, kind of getting my hooks in then, Um, and we go through some education, we start some budgeting. We get them thinking about, you know, the numbers, things they need to think about, closing costs, saving for down payment. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are really like my, uh, I get most excited about those long game deals that yep, turn yep. into deals. <laughs> well, I know um, that's like even you and I, similar when we, to we you were guys. starting yeah. conversations almost a full year before we actually ended up buying a place. So, yeah. 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 And they're kind of like the most, yeah, they're the most satisfying deals because it's like, okay, we put a plan in place. Right, yeah. They followed it. Now they're homeowners and like, yay for everybody. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so those are fun files. Um, I also help my existing book of clients or, you know, anybody that gets referred to me really uh, with, um, their mortgage renewals or refinancing for any reason. So mm-hmm. maybe to consolidate debt or buy another property. Mm-hmm. Um, renewal time, that's a hot topic right now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, because interest rates are so high. So planning for the renewal is, again, something that I've kind of been pushing all year. Yep. You know, maybe you're even up for renewal in 2024, but you just want to know, like, if rates are still this high, mm-hmm what's my impact? Like, what's my payment going to be? Let's start thinking about that now. Yeah, um, sure. So you can budget and save and be prepared. So I've helped alleviate a lot of stress um, off of people that were like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know what we're going to do. And then when we sit down and go through it, it's actually not that big of a difference right. and they can manage. So, um, you know, helping in that way right now is again, like pretty pretty timely. Also, the bank renewal rates aren't the best. So there's, um, you know, often opportunity to save people money. Um, I work with, uh, I've got a number of investor type clients that have, you know, over the years acquired several rental Mm -hmm. properties. Um, So yeah, that's, that's kind of it in a nutshell of who I'm really seeing the most. Um, And, and yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And I was actually just having a similar conversation to that this morning with uh, with a client. Uh, we were out for coffee and they have a couple of rental properties. So we were kind of starting to look ahead to say, hey, OK, we know now their renewals aren't coming up 
until 25, 26, but still like, okay, if rates stay where they are, what are we going to be looking at? What do we need to start thinking about increasing rent even for that and that sort of thing? And yeah. like all those kind of discussions, which goes back to then their financial plan and what is the longer term intent behind these properties as well. Right, for sure. Yeah, it's hot topics. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, so yeah, we are recording this in, in July of 2023. Um, so yeah, I guess on that on that note of kind of where rates are today versus where they've been over the prior kind of 10 to 15 years almost now and um and where rates are maybe going i'm not going to ask you to pull out your crystal ball and try to guess what central banks are going to do but um yeah what are what are some of those conversations looking like i guess what are you maybe seeing from from lenders like if things are trending or starting to trend one way or the other or change trends even um yeah, give me maybe a little bit of your thoughts on on where we're at and maybe where things are heading, as, heading. as best as you yeah. can. <laughs> Don't ask me for my crystal ball, but ask me for my crystal yeah. ball. Yeah, I get that. I get that question a lot uh, lately. So it's been a crazy year, um, year and a half, I'd say, since the central bank started raising interest rates. Yeah. Um, and they've done so aggressively and um, more than I think most economists or any of us in the industry predicted. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> that being said, um, advice changes monthly right now because the Bank of Canada's direction seems to change monthly. Yeah, yeah. Um, at the beginning of this year, we had kind of been signaled that things were over. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they figured inflation would be coming around mid-2024. Uh, they'd be happy with the numbers. And so they didn't need to continue to um pushing to right. push the rates yep. up um, and that these are the variable interest rates that we're talking about so when the bank of canada changes their prime lending rate it's a variable mortgage that's impacted or any of your variable debt like right. yep. an unsecured line of credit or um you know a loan or whatever so as the prime rate changes, um, the bond market reacts, and Mm -hmm. that's what dictates the fixed rates. So when bond uh, rates increase, fixed rates increase. Um, And so when prime rate increases, typically so do the bonds, but we did see a bit of an inverted curve for a little bit where the five-year fixed rates were significantly lower than the five-year variable rates. Um, So there was some pressure off the bond. Um, Things were kind of being buzzed about with a couple of big banks in the States. Mm-hmm. Um, right, yeah. Again, the pressure had come off with the central bank signaling that they thought that they were kind of done. So the bonds were kind of happy for a little bit, yeah. <laughs> um, like happy-ish if you think, yeah, you know. Well, I mean, comparatively to yeah, the last year. <laughs> comparatively to the last little bit. Um, but they weren't, um, they, had, they had popped up quite a bit at the beginning of the year, and then they had come down significantly. The five-year fixed rates, four-year rates were nice. Mm-hmm. Three-year rates were okay as well. Uh, one and two, quite high, but yeah, yeah. Um, that is how it goes in, in this, you know, type of cycle or this period of, of time with interest rates. In the last little bit um, with the bank, there w- then we had our June numbers. Mm-hmm. I think it was June, um, and we saw a slight increase in Prime. Um, and the bank was like, "Okay, no, we're scared. You know, like we're going to increase again." So they removed that narrative that they yep. had, signaling that they might be complete, um, and said, "Okay, maybe we're not done, the Canadians. I don't think we're done yet. Like, brace yourselves, right?" Yeah. Yep. Um, and so. 
those um, messages have affected the housing market, obviously, and then also it affects you know the bonds because they're trying to predict where rates are going right, to be yeah, and everything, right? right? Um, so in the last little bit with that, those fixed rates have come up again. Um, we also saw them kind of spike again last week um, in kind of response to positive numbers in yeah, the States yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, with their employment. So like positive in an interest rate, in, in high interest rate environment is negative if you want the interest rates to come down. Yeah, Any sort yeah. of positive news. You almost need bad news, You need right? bad like, news. <laughs> we need, yeah, we need some bad news to get these rates back down. Um, but the inflation numbers, like if you break them down, they're not looking so bad. Um, right. So, you know, hopefully at this point we'll see them steady Mm -hmm. there was kind of a okay we're going to increase them in july and then probably like be prepared for september as well that september a lot of economists are speculating now that it might not happen because our numbers were really they were lower than anticipated for inflation um in july so you know that's that's where we're at right now um again (laughs) messages can change right (laughs) so what they're saying as of july is that they don't figure that they'll have like steady inflation until 2025 now okay um so they've pushed the goalposts back so they they keep shifting and it makes it really hard to advise people on what they should do for sure right so um so yeah so that's interest rates (laughs) was there a part b to the question um i mean no you kind of answered it because again kind of where maybe the things are trending towards or heading Mm -hmm. um so um, I will put you on the spot a little bit, and I didn't prep you for this one. Okay. But um, so if someone had a renewal coming up, let's say this fall or like in the next couple of months, um, and again we're still looking at maybe ten to fifteen years of amortization period left, type of thing, or even somebody maybe looking to buy for the first time, and I don't know if that would impact maybe the advice, but would you be looking? or recommending people consider maybe a shorter term term, um, to kind of weather this higher interest rate we're in um, and hope to renew at a a lower rate a few years from now. Um, I mean, I I can't, I imagine the banks factor this into their decisions. So if you're looking at a three versus a five, their goal is to make the same amount of money regardless, right? right? But um, yeah, from a from a practicality standpoint, maybe, or from a from a consumer standpoint, yeah. what what are you? I guess which direction are direction you pointing are, yeah. people in? So I'm giving my clients a lot of information. Mm-hmm. I'm helping them make the decision, but I'm not telling them you should do this or you should do this. Um, so basically, this this past year, it's kind of been you know three versus five when right, you're up yeah. for renewal. That's what I I've know. Been, I've had a number of questions. Like yeah, that that's been the well. kind of the um, you know the direction that most people are looking to go. So what we do is we'll say, okay, here's the interest you're going to save by choosing the five year on the first three years. Um, And so rates, and then you figure out approximately where rates would have to be right, in three right. years in order for them to end up flush, right? Yep. yep. And so for a while, it was like rates would have to be in like the three and a half, four range, which is probably pretty reasonable to expect that that's where they'll be in three years. Um, And so at that point, again, I give them the numbers. I say, if you want to know where you're at for five, let's do the five. Mm-hmm. Um, if you, you know, want, like we still got a lot of peace of mind for three years. Right, right. Um, but we're rolling, we're rolling the dice a little bit, right? So, um, you know, then they decide what, mm-hmm. what's the most important. And again, when we're talking like, 
you know, at the end of the day, maybe only a few thousand dollars. Right, like some right. people just say, okay, let's go five. Like right. that's not... At least I know what I'm paying. Yeah. And, and a lot of households are able to afford because we've been stress testing people at five and a half percent for eight years right. now. Well, seven. I know when we did mine, yeah. it was at, at 5.8 or something yeah. like that. Yeah, stress exactly. Right? So people are like, they, we were prepared to afford you know, mm-hmm. in, in the stress test, if you bought your house five years ago, you were prepared for this. You like you were, um, you whether you like went, it, when but... <laughs> you understood it or not, um, whether you were like, okay, you know, I should be prepared for this and I should put a budget in place yeah, now yeah. and everything else. Um, you know, they may, they, nobody did that. Right? No. They were like, let's live on the, you know, <laughs> the really low interest rates and let's spend and buy Amazon and everything yeah, else. Right. Yeah. And so, um, I think some Canadians are getting a little bit of a reality check right now. Of For sure. Rates have been super low and, you know, five is still not a super high interest rate no. when you're talking about million dollar mortgages it is yeah. um but historically it's not right, right? right so yeah. we have to you know say okay like maybe the way we've been living is a little excessive because most people when you run through a budget there's money they can save oh, for right? sure, they yeah. just don't want to <laughs> so so i mean again you know are we just going to have to live a little bit more like our parents did in the 80s yeah. where we were with what 16s and 17 <laughs> right yeah right? Exactly. Yeah. And, and like, I don't know about you, but I never went out for dinner every week. No, um, yeah. You know, I we if we did go out for dinner, it was like once a month and to McDonald's. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. we, I, I think we got Pizza Hut on grocery day. Yeah. So every other Thursday, <laughs> yeah. mom, my mom would bring home the groceries and as, and the reward for helping unload the entire minivan of groceries was then we had pizza, hut, <laughs> was pizza. The pizza hut yeah yeah so so there you go right like we are we're very um we want it now we get it now yeah, and yeah. i think we're going to have to you know adjust recalibrate adjust some mm-hmm. expectations yeah. maybe a little bit yeah so a big part of that you know um so again back to your question about the three versus five it's just educating people mm-hmm. when you choose a fixed rate you're Penalties typically be are, will be high if rates drop significantly. Right. So, um, you know, choosing a lender that will allow you to blend the interest rate midway through your mm. term right now is a nice strategy. Um, but also knowing how you like you want to consider how you might feel in three years if rates are two. Right. right. So are you going to be really upset <laughs> um, or are you going to be OK with the decision that you made because you can afford the 5 yeah, percent payment, right, right. Um, you know, and and so I, it's really about getting people to consider their emotions around mm-hmm. it. And there's lots of emotions, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but that helps them kind of make that or direct the decision, because I can't I can't tell you how you're going to feel, yeah. you know, um, I mean, most people can't tell you how they're going to feel. No, right? <laughs> I can't tell you how I'm going to feel later. Like, you know, I, it's hard. Right. Right. So but I can say this is what I've seen in my experience of where people like points of uncomfortability or upset. Yep. Yep. And if your interest rate is high and lower rates are available and it's going to cost you thirty thousand dollars to get out of that mortgage, you're going to be upset. You know, so consider that when you're making the decision of short term versus long term. For sure. And that that kind of links back to. Um, for our listeners that listen to our episode about the our fiscalosophy tool, it's kind of getting that comfort level around again debt, right? The idea of debt and how much are you comfortable with? How what kind of payments are you comfortable with? This all then factors back into again your broader financial plan as well, right? So right. as you're making these decisions, you want you've used the word already a number of times, which I love, is you want to be prepared, right? You want to be prepared for these 
things that we know are coming down the road. Right. And uh, so that when we get there, we know, or at least we can, we have a plan in place. Yeah, to, you've uh, heard it already, it. Yeah, right? Exactly. Rather than just saying, you know, here's your choices, um, pick one. Yeah. It's like, again, let's consider all the things, right? Right, right. So. right. Not just what's maybe best in the short term, but what's also right. the longer term consideration. Right. So right. then... On that note as well, where are you looking from a variable versus fixed? Because again, if three years ago, nobody was thinking about a fixed because variable rates seem to be so low. Mm -hmm. um, and now nobody wants a variable right. because rates are so high. So, And this is how it goes. Right. right? So I guess at this point, if, if central banks maybe are near the peak of their, their hikes. Let's hope. <laughs> when, yeah, when, when does variable maybe start to make more sense again? Make like, sense again. Is I mean, it in a cutting cycle or is it before the cuts start? So um, that's a loaded question too right now, obviously. Um, there are, in, in a cycle like we're in right now, when you would want to start to consider, when people are going to be comfortable considering a variable, is when the gap starts to close between a fi the fixed and the variable mm -hmm. mortgage. So it, for the last you know year, um, maybe not full year, but at, at least half a year, um, the the difference between a five-year fixed and a five-year variable was about 1%. So when you look at that 1%, if you've got a $500,000 mortgage, in the first year, so if we think rates are still going to be high. Yeah. Or which, even just hold where they are, right? Or, or even yeah. just hold, yeah. I mean, if they increase more, then yeah. even, even more worse, savings. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and then also if they hold, which again, the, I don't think that they're going to plummet them yeah. at unless any point. Unless something else happens that we don't Unless see something coming, like yeah. another pandemic or whatever, right? Because <laughs> again, they do change their narrative. Like yeah, let's yeah. let's not forget that. That's this narrative changes on a whim from the Bank of Canada. Um, but anyway, that five hundred thousand dollar mortgage in a year, if it's a one percent gap between the two, you're saving five thousand right. dollars. If the gap shrunk like it has, um, and they're signaling that they're starting to be done, anybody in the business is going, we have to be at the peak at some point right. here. Yeah. Um you know, a savvy client will consider a variable. Um, you even know, though it may look less attractive Even though today, in, right? in the moment it looks less attractive. Um, but yeah, most people don't want to consider that yeah, right now. Yeah. But then again, having the conversation of, well, how are you going to feel when they start to drop, right? right? Yeah. Because they will. Like, it's inevitable. They're, yeah. they're yep. very high. <laughs> <laughs> um, they will start to drop. There'll be a reason at some point. Either inflation cools off or they need some other stimulation. Right, yeah. for the economy slows down. Right, finally. exactly. <laughs> or they start to, their pennies start to get a little pinched because yeah. remember, the Bank of Canada is borrowing a lot of money too. Yeah, yeah. Um, corporate debt. There's lots of reasons. <laughs> um, but yeah, so when they start to slide back and you've got that fixed rate that now you're you're under with mm -hmm. the variable, how are you going to feel? And there's lots of reasons why people would choose a variable rate over a fixed rate. Um, and I'll use myself as an example. So I've got a mortgage coming up for renewal on a cottage property in November. And I haven't wanted to lock that in because I wasn't sure whether we're going to sell the cottage at some point. Yeah. So keeping it variable keeps it a little bit more flexible. Mm -hmm. Fixed rates typically have higher penalties. Not right now because right. <laughs> because prime is so high. <laughs> but with that mortgage, um, 
I'm actually just going to convert it to a line of credit and let it float until the interest rates um, start to come back down. I'm aware of what's happening. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) um, You know, so I'm I'm comfortable. So I should just be watching you and see what (laughs) you do. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I mean, in hindsight, if two years ago I could have locked it in at one and a half percent, it might have been the right thing to do. But, um, but yeah, I mean, again, you don't know what you don't know, right? So. Um, so yeah, so again, like I'll probably convert that guy. It's not a big mortgage though. Right. So, you know, there's, again, there's lots of considerations of why yeah, you might yeah. choose one versus another. Right. Perfect. So, uh, excellent. Um, so I guess before we maybe wrap things up here, um, any last words of advice or words of wisdom <laughs> you'd like to share or, um, encourage people with as again, we're, we're dealing with, again, there is a lot of uncertainty and there's a lot of um, maybe angst, like as people are coming up to these renewals. So, um, yeah, I guess what would you, what would you say to people that have these renewals coming up? Um, yeah, what do they want to consider and and what do they want to be aware of? Yeah. Um, so definitely renewals and I'll also touch on people diving into the market right now, but, um, just like let's budget, you know, let's, let's look at the financial plan. Let's look at the budget. Let's look at the big picture as a whole. Um, it doesn't have to be as scary as, as you might think that it is. Um, but yeah, like let's budget, let's be realistic about the fact that we can celebrate rates were low for a really right, long time, yeah, yeah. but it also kind of made a mess. So, yeah, yeah. so they're higher <laughs> now and, um, and we have to accept that reality. And so, um, you know, again, putting a budget in place, cutting where you can, finding that uh, little increase in monthly payment that your mortgage mortgage is going to have, um, and at, like find it somewhere else because again it's most of the clients that i'm seeing right now that are coming up for renewal from five years ago it's maybe like 60 bucks every couple right. of weeks so maybe can it's you, not as can you find that yeah, right it's not as <laughs> i had a meeting with bad a, as people yeah, think right? a young client coming up for their first renewal um they were a couple and like when i when we went through it and i told him what the numbers were he was like oh my god like i thought it was going to be so much more yeah and yep. i was like good yeah like let's all be happy right yeah. like <laughs> so he left, you know, um, feeling better about it. Right. Good, so, good. yeah, like and, and prepare, you know, for yep. like understand what you're going to be getting into. Connect with somebody that can give you some advice like me yep. um, and, uh, and 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 do that sooner than later. Perfect. Maybe, yeah, because the, the earlier we get at it, if rates continue to rise, the better, right? So, yeah. awesome. And, and then from from purchasing standpoint, don't sit on the sidelines. If you can buy now, purchase prices are lower, interest rates are higher, sure, but purchase prices are lower. Right. So yeah. at the end yeah. of the day, it all nets out. Yeah. What you want to look at is, can I afford the monthly payment? Put a proper budget in place, and then you know, be a homeowner because that's your dream. That's most Canadians' dream. So awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for for coming in today. Maybe um, just before we sign off, one quick reminder of how people can reach you or get a hold of you. Yeah, so you can find me on Facebook under Julia Bernier Mortgage Agent, on Instagram at Ms. Underscore Mortgage, um, on my website, www.juliabernier.com, um, or, and you can find my contact info on the website, so call or email me. Perfect. Awesome. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in to Your Life and Money. We hope you found this episode informative and inspiring. If you have any questions or feedback, please don't hesitate to reach out to us at advice-first.ca. Remember, financial planning is about more than just money. It's about living the life you want. 
So take some time to reflect on your goals and priorities and let us help you create a plan that aligns with your vision for the future. We'll be back with more stories, insights, and strategies to help you get the most out of your money and your life. Until then, take care and keep planning for the life you deserve. All comments are of a general nature and should not be relied upon as individual advice. The views and opinions expressed in this commentary may not necessarily reflect those of Harborfront Wealth Management. While every attempt is made to ensure accuracy, facts and figures are not guaranteed. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing or tax advice. Please seek advice from your accountant regarding anything raised in the content of the podcast regarding your individual tax situation. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.